Hi, welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and I am the founder of Gem Yoga here in New York City and a kids yoga teacher for over a decade. I'm excited today to be continuing our Kids Yoga Perspective series with an interview with Betty Lorea. Betty is a mother, author, poet, and certified yoga instructor who has been teaching yoga to children ages 1 to 18 and their families for over 19 years. She is the author of the children's picture book, Lucinda's Magical Yoga Adventure. Betty received her 200-hour teacher certification from Three Sisters Yoga in New York City and has certifications from Karma Kids and Rainbow Kids Yoga. Betty is the founder of Be Yoga, Be Love and is currently providing her yoga curriculum, author visits, enrichment programs, staff development training, and events for children, families, and educators in schools, libraries, bookstores, and yoga studios throughout the country. Betty enjoys integrating yoga, poetry, art, music, storytelling, play, and imagination to inspire kids to love and express themselves while promoting literacy, mindfulness, and life skills. She also offers mentoring and mindful play shops to support parents, teachers, and caregivers in connecting with and inspiring cooperation with the children in their lives. Betty loves reading, writing, poetry, creating collage art, dancing, playing, exploring nature, and discovering the wonder in each moment with her young daughter. Betty, welcome to the show. Hi, so great to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you could join me. I was excited to connect to you via social media, and um, I thought we can learn so much from you since you've been in the kids' yoga business for a long time now. Um, So I was wondering if we can start at the beginning. How did you first find kids' yoga 19 years ago? Oh, wow. Um, Well, I um, was in a, a leadership program, and uh, one of the participants in the program with me was a big uh, yoga aficionado. Uh, and I, um, being an artist and a writer and a poet, um, I love the arts, obviously. And she had this vision to create a wellness center. Um, and she also loved the arts. So we kind of combined our ideas. And from initially being the idea of a wellness center, um, we just decided to start somewhere, and we ended up teaching a uh, children's class. So we were both educators, and we taught a children's class on the Upper East Side of New York City, um, where she lived. I lived in New Jersey at the time, and it kind of grew from there. It ended up being a, a holistic program. Uh, we really wanted to involve all the learning styles and uh, I pretty much learned yoga for children uh, on the job. I never had a formal certification. My business partner did. But uh, I loved working with children, and we combined our passions. We created this program. We grew it from one class to, uh, I believe we had uh, 20 clients, uh, private schools, YMCAs throughout 
uh, New York City back when yoga for kids was very new. So um, it was really exciting because we were pioneers in the kids yoga field and we really loved um, just bringing yoga into the community. Um, so that's how it all started. <laughs> so that's so interesting. So I can imagine 19 years ago, people probably were not familiar with kids yoga, let alone yoga or maybe yoga. But um, so how what was your experience like? With that being like coming to schools who maybe didn't have an understanding of what it was, was it hard to get into schools or were they open to it? Uh, amazingly, they were very open to it uh, because uh, we really brought the idea of the benefits that children would receive from having a yoga practice and really engaging all of their senses and uh, all the learning modalities. So coming from that place of it not just being uh, yoga, but a holistic program, it was very appealing to uh, educators and directors because they wanted children to learn these life skills and have positive reinforcement for, you know, behavior and emotional intelligence and all of the, um, the things that are, you know, now pretty much, you know, very popular. But back then it was, uh, it was, it was new and it was different and they, they were very receptive to it. That's so great. Have you noticed in all of your time now in the industry that it's changed at all? Um, I think, I think um, that it's now that it's a little more well known. Um, I believe that pe people are still very receptive to it, um, but it's just a lot more. It's a lot more common, and I think because ed even educators are talking about the importance of emotional intelligence and mindfulness. Um, I, it, since it's much more well known. Um, I think they're even more open to it. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a good thing. I think with so many people now coming into kids yoga and excited about it, it'll be really interesting to see where it goes like with our own children, what it's going to be like when they're older. Um, I wanted to ask you how your yoga practice developed. So you said you started at the wellness center and you were kind of, you dove in and learned through experience. And then when did you decide for yourself that you wanted to get certified in yoga? Uh, well, I had been practicing, obviously, as being a, a children's yoga instructor. I had, I had already discovered yoga for myself and had a practice. I would just go to the local gym and uh, take a yoga class and just leave feeling um, just so renewed and connected to myself. And that was why I was so excited to share that with children. Um, and it wasn't until after, um, so after we'd had the business um, uh, for about five years, we both just decided to uh, kind of go our separate ways. And I went back to corporate America. Uh, and after about six years of working corporate America, I really was ready to start pursuing my passion uh, full-time, um, and I wasn't sure where that was going to take me, but I ended up back in the kids' yoga field, and 
uh, that's when I decided after teaching uh, some classes uh, in some schools that hired me that I wanted to get my own certification for uh, my 200 hour, my adult um, yoga certification. And uh, that was very transformative because um, it, it was just really intense. It was just this whole experience of integrating all the aspects, uh, the meditation and uh, the asana, the, the physical practice. I, I had all these components that were just very disjointed. And when I took my yoga training, I felt like, oh, wow, this is how it all fits. And um, it was just very empowering for me to be able to uh, not only learn it, the, just the background, the philosophy, and just to know, to know how to put it all together and be able to share that not only with my young students, but now with adults and their parents. And um, it, was, it was just a really amazing experience for me. That's similar to my experience. I was teaching children's yoga. I had my own yoga practice like you, but I didn't become certified in adult yoga until four years in or five years in. Once I was teaching older children, I started to feel like, oh, okay, I think I need that adult certification because then they're starting to ask about the alignment more and um, the philosophy more. So I had a similar experience, which I think is great to have your own practice first and then when you're ready, dive into that training if you want to. It's like you said, it kind of brings it all together. So anyone listening who's interested in kids yoga but isn't 200 hours certified, you don't necessarily have to have that right at the beginning. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your mindful play. So I was on your Instagram page and I noticed you have a workbook about mindful play. And where did that idea stem from and what is it exactly? Well, um, my, my curriculum, uh, the, the children's yoga that I teach is really just founded on the, the idea that children learn through play. And so when I'm teaching yoga, I'm actually, I, I, I really don't even like to call it teaching. It's, I feel like I'm playing yoga with children and bringing their focus and attention to their bodies to, um, the, just the present moment, uh, is mindfulness. And that is something that I really believe, um, that the idea of children playing and learning, um, is so important for any parent, teacher, caregiver who works with or is, um, with a child. It's just such an important thing to, first of all, recognize and also just to, to be able to um, implement it. And so for many years, um, I just had so much that I wanted to share with, um, with grownups. <laughs> and so I, I decided to create, um, I believe it was in 2016, I, I just pulled together all of my lessons and ideas and created um, a program. It was an online program for uh, parents and caregivers to actually engage a child through all their senses and, you know, simple breathing exercises, some, some yoga poses, but in a playful way so that they could have those tools 
um, to, to work with their child at home and um, just really see how it affects and really enhances the relationship between uh, the grown-up and the child. So that's been my, my idea and my vision is to really share that, um, share everything that I've learned and have it accessible to the people who need it and who actually are with the children, you know, um, for most of the day when they're not in school. Right. And have you, so did you start this before the birth of your daughter? I Mindful did. Play? Uh, okay. Yes. And ha- have you now, so how old is she? She just turned two, right? She just turned two. Yeah. She turned two. <laughs> um, so have you tried out the different uh, games and lessons that you implemented with her? Yes, um, to some, to some degree. Again, um, you know, becoming a mom was something that, um, I, you know, I had just no idea how much, um, how much work and how, you know, just how, yeah. how, how immersed you are in just, you know, just the, the caretaking and all of that. And I had this vision, you know, I thought I've been teaching children of all ages that, you know, like I would be doing yoga with my child, like, you know, just like all the time. And obviously it's not as, um, as easy as that because, you know, so much, you know, day, the days can be just very, you know, just busy and full. And so like what I like to do with my daughter is, you know, put, put some yoga music on and we do like just from listening to the music because she really likes music we're able to explore some of those things. And sometimes I take out my props and stuff, but I don't like formally do yoga with her. I mean, right. I, you know, I would love to, but again, it's, um, you know, it's just like the days are so busy. So exactly. That's exactly my experience too, with my kids. When I had that vision of, yeah, I've been working with kids so long and I'm a kids yoga teacher. I'm going to do so much yoga. And it's, it's really not how it works. Um, you definitely, um, as a parent, it's a different role, but I think just by being who you are and practicing yoga yourself, I think that they're learning through that for sure. Um, have you found your teaching change at all since becoming a mom? Um, I think I'm a lot more attuned to, um, just, the, the parent, um, I guess, I guess a parent's expectation and engagement, uh, I, I, I feel that now I can, I can better understand the parents and, you know, the energy that, um, that you bring to like interacting and engaging with your child and how important it is to really create that, um, uh, when you're, you know, when you're teaching a family, so when you're teaching a mommy and me, or you're teaching, um, not just children, I just feel much more connected to, uh, the moms or the, the grandma right. who are, uh, attending the classes because I feel like moms and grandmas and teachers, they, you know, they need this too, like the mindful play aspect, not just like the yoga, but the play. I mean, we all need to play. So that, I think that's the biggest, um, awareness for me is that as a mom, uh, we all need to play. Yeah. And it's kind of easy to forget that in the day to day when there's so much to get done and the 
the stress and, um, but totally, it's such a good reminder. Um, so in your teaching, when, when you're teaching, uh, an age group where the parents are not present, do you have a kind of philosophy or a way you approach discipline in your classroom, or you can call it classroom management? How do you approach that if you're having challenging behavior in your classes? Well, typically, I um, we we've had a discussion. Usually, when I when I first go into a school, we have during the first class, like the the I guess you could call them rules for yoga. You know, sitting on your mat, and so I would just gently remind the the children um, what you know, what the yoga rules are. Uh, but typically, um, I, I like to just, you know, allow children to, uh, to be who they are in the class. So usually I'll kind of shift the energy by using whatever the example, say someone was, um, you know, not keeping their hands to themselves or something like that. We would just like have, I would just start like a discussion about that and make it a teaching point. So, you know, rather than it being a discipline, I would say it would be an opportunity for the children to learn and for us to learn about respect or say ahimsa, which is kindness to others and keeping, you know, respecting another's, you know, another space. I guess that's how I have handled any, you know, any uh, disruptions or something like that, that would happen if a child is kind of, you know, like not, um, listening or there's, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that especially for newer kids, yoga teachers, that this idea of managing behavior can be difficult at times because you're coming at it from a yoga perspective, but the more people I talk to, I think everyone's basically approaching it as, you know, seeing what's in front of you, seeing the child and seeing it um, as not an, a personal attack to you, but something that they're going through. And um, rather than singling a child out, making it more about the group. So mm-hmm. that's something I've been hearing a lot, which is, I think is so great. Um, so I found you via social media and I was just wondering what your relationship is like to social media. I feel like it's so complicated now. It's, um, you know, it's everywhere and it's so amazing because it's connecting people in the kids yoga field. Um, but I also think sometimes it's hard for me personally to strike that balance between connecting, but then not comparing, um, myself to other people and thinking, Oh, look, they're doing that. I should be doing that. You know, that kind of thing. Do you have any thoughts on that, on how you find that kind of, it's like the yoga of social media. How do you do that? (laughs) Um, I guess, um, well, for me, it's been a really amazing experience to connect with other uh, children's yoga leaders and thought changers like yourself. Like when I discovered your podcast, I was just like, wow, that is so cool. And that's something that, you know, that's so needed, not just by teachers, but by parents who want to learn about kids yoga. And so my whole idea is, um, it's such a great opportunity, social media to connect with like-minded, um, leaders and, uh, educators. 
and collaborate. So I think like there, it actually is exciting to me. Like, as I said, I've been in the children's yoga field for almost 20 years and to see it grow and expand and knowing that, um, there are so many teachers out there with their own unique, um, their own unique programs, their own unique energy and, and their, you know, just like creating this ripple effect. Um, and so it's really exciting to connect with all these, you know, with all these teachers. I, I've met teachers from Canada and from all over the world, um, who have found me through like either my book or my social media. And it's, um, to me, I feel such an opportunity, like rather than look at it as, oh, you know, I should be doing that. Or it's like, oh, wow, someone's doing that. That's so great. Like not, you know, not like, oh, I should have done that, but that's awesome because it's so needed and someone's going to either get inspired or, um, just, you know, an opportunity for, like I said, collaboration between all of us who are out there, um, you know, just sharing our love and passion for yoga and mindfulness with children and family. Yeah, that's such a good way to see it. It's like there's enough for everyone and it there's nothing better than knowing that people are spreading kids yoga. And yeah, I agree that through this podcast and social media, I've, you know, I started this a few months ago and I'm just connecting with so many people um, and it's very exciting. So yeah, that's a really good way to see everything. Um I also wanted to touch on your book because I happen to have it. Someone gave it to me as a gift. I think my mom did. She found your book and gave it to me. So I've used it in my classes before. So I was really interested in how that came about. Like, where did you get the idea? And and how does someone go about creating a children's book? Because it seems like it would be a lot of work. Ah, the book. Um, Well, uh, the book was such a, um, labor of love. <laughs> I consider uh-huh. it, um, like birthing my first child <laughs> right. because, um, well, I, I am, a, a writer, a poet, like my, my passion is to really, um, you know, play with words. So just as I talk about playing with, uh, yoga, I, I consider writing a playing with words and I've been writing since I was eight years old. So, um, it's always been my, um, one of my dreams to, um, to publish a book. And, uh, after I had been teaching, um, uh, I guess it was about, let's see, seven, eight, I guess eight years ago, I'd been teaching about a, about a year, um, my curriculum in, um, in New Jersey, uh, when I started my second yoga business and I had a pretty full schedule, I was teaching probably hundreds of children at the time. And I, um, always loved using storytelling in my classes. And I had this idea for a book, which was inspired by, um, my niece, Armani, who is now 20. And, uh, we used to go on adventures. And so the book is about a little girl who, likes to go on adventures and use her imagination. And that's pretty much, um, it's written in the first person. And that's pretty much why I wanted to create this book is because I found as a teacher, I couldn't find any yoga books at the time that really captured how a child, um, 
sees yoga and experiences yoga. And so it's written in first person. It's, it's very, um, much about imaginative play. And it goes on this, uh, you go on this journey, uh, with this little girl and she meets the characters and she becomes the characters, which are the yoga poses. So the dog, the cat, the tree. And it's all about the connection that we have with nature. So there are so many layers to the book and, um, it, it took probably about, uh, from the idea that I had, uh, to write the book, it took probably about six years before I, I actually published it. Well, six years? No, maybe three years. Um, but, uh, the process was, um, you know, first I was going to get it traditionally published. Um, then I decided to self-publish and then I had to look for an illustrator. Um, I had the manuscript edited many times. So it was, it was definitely, um, a lot of uh, like a learning curve just to try to, um, figure out how to get it published. But once I had found the illustrator, I guess it, everything was aligned and I was ready and, um, pretty much from the point where I hired my illustrator to it getting printed, it was probably about four months. And so it happened very quickly once everything was aligned, I guess. <laughs> right. And did you, um, how did you find an illustrator? What, was that hard to do to find someone who was kind of like-minded? Uh, well, I, um, I was had a very, I guess I had a very uh, clear idea of what I wanted the illustrations to be like. So it took a while. I looked online mostly, um, and, uh, you know, just kept looking and being open to it because I had this vision of how I wanted the illustrations to really capture that wonder and whimsy of like the child's imagination. And once I did find this illustrator and I saw a couple of her, couple of her illustrations and then she sent me samples I was like this is the one <laughs> she definitely right. um she definitely gets it she she um and and there was very little direction on my part in terms of um the illustrations the only thing was that you know that that the poses were anatomically correct like that's the only thing that I really kind of mm -hmm. wanted to make sure of but other than that she just went with the idea and uh just I mean I'm so blessed to have, um, you know, this partner in uh, bringing this character to life and, you know, getting the book into the hands of children everywhere. So I'm, you know, I was just really, really pleased with how it turned out. Yeah, it's so great for anyone listening. It's called Lucinda's Magical Yoga Adventure. Definitely recommend. I've read it with my daughter. She was very into it. Um, and like you said, it's such a natural... I love how it gets the kids moving. It shows the poses and it has fun illustrations. So it kind of is all encompassing of what you look for in a kid's yoga book. Um, when you were describing uh, your teaching and you said you were teaching hundreds of children. So I'm sure at this point you've taught like thousands of kids in, in all these years. Do you have a moment, like a, a favorite moment or a memorable teaching moment, something that impacted you? I would say, um, when we were talking about, um, behavioral challenges in classes, I, um, I once had a student who, um, just found it very hard to sit still or, you know, listen during class. And, um, 
what I really loved was being able to engage him more. So he had just so much energy that he wanted to contribute. And once I was able to identify that, um, I would kind of have him um, either lead part of the class or share a yoga pose that he created. And he just sort of flourished from there. It was like he had this these leadership uh, qualities that he was really craving to express. And once I gave him that opportunity to do that, I noticed that he was so much more cooperative and just much more like happy. And um, it was almost like he, he was able to share and contribute all these ideas that he had. And that was really the, the, the reason why he was, you know, maybe being a little disruptive or not um, paying attention or like going around wandering throughout the classes because he had all this energy and he had all these ideas that he wanted to share. So once I gave him that platform, he became, um, you know, just like I said, a leader in the class. And this was at like four years old. So I can't even imagine what, you know, hmm. what's possible for him now. <laughs> yeah. I've had, that's exactly experiences I've had, especially when I first started teaching. And it's like learning to flip that perspective of, okay, this child, it looks like is being disruptive, but wait, what is it really? And oftentimes those children, like you said, are just leaders who want a chance. And I think as yoga teachers, we have this incredible opportunity to let them see themselves differently because they might be in school, they might be, you know, getting a different reaction to this behavior. But as a kid's yoga teacher, you can, like you said, give them these chance to lead something or um, just give them ownership. So I love that. It's such a great story. Um, and the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, so y you mentioned, so you had a kid's yoga business 19 years ago. You went back into corporate America. Then you came out of that and you started another business. So you have a lot of experience with um, kids yoga businesses. If someone's listening who maybe got their kids yoga certification, they're starting to teach and they want to start their own business, is there any advice you would offer them when they're first starting out? Um, well, I, I guess the biggest advice would be, um, to have a clear, um, vision for like who they're about. So really connecting with why they want to teach and what they want to bring, what qualities, what, um, not just from, uh, I guess, I guess what qualities they want to share with the world and with the children. So for me, it's all about love and self-expression. And um, just, I think it's really important to be clear uh, who your audience is. So do they want to teach um, young children, uh, preschool age, or maybe middle school or teens? Just really to, to be as clear as they can be from the get-go so that they can attract. Because I, I, tr I truly believe that when you have a clear vision, you will attract the right clients. 
and the right schools and the right organizations that you want to work with. That's such good advice, finding your own voice and perspective in it. And I think it's through teaching and kind of diving in and trying teaching at different places, whether that's when I first started, I volunteered to teach a lot to find my voice. But um, I love that finding your own perspective on it, because there is there are so many ways to go about it. Um, okay, so I guess we're coming to the end. So I wanted to have my last question, which is always, if you can offer one piece of advice to someone who is just starting out in kids yoga, I call it a little kids yoga gem for them as a teacher, what would it be? I think um, it's most important to be fully present and flexible uh, in terms of adapting to the energy in the room, like the children's energy. So you could have this great lesson planned um, and then go in and the children are just in a different energy and being able to read and pick up on that energy and go with the flow, <laughs> I think is what's most important. So like when you're there, be fully there and make sure that your energy is clear. And once you're in the room, just really allow this process of co-creating the class with the children. So you're the teacher, but you're also learning and um, adapting to the children and what their needs are in the, mo- in the moment. I love that presence and flexibility. That's so important. Now, for anyone listening who wants to find you, where are your, um, where can we find you? Your website, your social media, all of that. Oh, uh, so, uh, my website is beyogabelove.com and, uh, my social media is also, so you can find me on Instagram, which is where I love to be most. <laughs> um, and it's also beyogabelove, but I'm also on, I have a Facebook page, beyogabelove. Um, and you can always email me too at info at beyogabelove. And, um, you know, I welcome any questions or, um, just anyone who's who's looking to either become a kid's yoga teacher or is interested in mindful play. Um, I, I love to share my resources with um, parents and teachers and educators. Well, thank you so much. It was so good talking with you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so much, uh, so much fun just to be able to share and connect with you. And I love what you're doing. So um, super Thank excited you. to see what, um, you know, what comes next. Yeah. Well, maybe we can work together again soon. Yeah, definitely. All right. Have a good one. Namaste. Namaste.